0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of CWTG. As you know, I'm Teddy G, your host, and we discuss anything and everything here with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So, ladies and gentlemen, go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, whichever you prefer, and uh, join me for the next few minutes as we talk about day six of the, uh, Derek Chauvin trial, and, uh, And let's get uh, right into it, right after we do our uh, copyright disclaimer. Because you know it's a must that we keep it clean around here at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G with the Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing non-profit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use i said day five i mean uh, this is day six uh of this trial ladies and gentlemen and uh it seems as the uh trial dates uh days go by that uh the, the prosecution is digging a um a deeper and deeper hole for Derek Chavez to be able to try to climb out of, which at this point it looks like uh, he's just not going to be able to do that. I don't care how much his uh, his defense team uh, fights uh, uh, for his uh, uh, innocence or acquittal or whatever it is that they're trying to get him to uh, get. It seems a kind of far fetched. Now Derek Chauvin's murder trial uh, um, is not good for for the defense. To to put it plainly, now, um, the uh, ADW is reporting that the the trial of uh, former Minneapolis uh, police officer Derek Chauvin uh, continues for a six day on Monday with uh, witnesses, witnesses after witnesses seemingly uh, sealing the fate of the uh, disgraced, let me put on my glasses, uh, officer and accused murderer. Uh, testimony for three witnesses, including the Minneapolis Police Chief uh, Arnando and Dr. Bradford uh, Wakiti uh, Langefield, an emergency medical technician at the uh, Hapipin, uh County Medical Center, uh, debunking the defense's attempt at making Floyd responsible for his own death. Well, at least the lamestream uh, media is uh, seeing it how it really is. We're going to try to get some of those uh, interviews in with these uh, um, with these individuals. Uh, I've tried to save some. Uh, I mean, I tried to locate uh, some footages of each one of these individuals, and so far I got two. I'm trying to get the third one now as we talk. But it goes on to say that uh, Minneapolis police chief, uh, Moderna uh, Arenado, after a lengthy discussion regarding, uh, his credentials and the detailed, um, Chavez violations of the, uh, Metropolitan Police Department protocol during the arrest of, uh, George Floyd last May as, uh, uh, contrary to the department policy. Contrary to department policy, of course it was. Anybody who, uh, who witnessed that, um, video, and that's why I'm calling each and everybody of the world who watched it a witness. Because that's exactly what you did. You watched the witness. I mean, you are the witness of a, a, a modern day lynching. Is exactly, in my opinion, uh, what you saw. Now, it goes on to say that um, once uh, uh, Mr. Floyd has stopped resisting and certainly once he was in distress and trying to verbalize that, they should have stopped. Uh, Arenado testified. Now, the chief said that a Chavez kneeling on Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds is not an acceptable or trained tactic and was a uh, gross violation of the policies around uh, reasonable use of force and rendering aid. In his testimony, Arenado described that the department's uh, training program and the uh, uh, core value of uh, treating everyone with dignity and respect. He said that the officers are required to be familiar with policies, including de-escalating the use of force, which, as we saw for nine minutes and uh, 26 seconds, or 29 seconds, didn't happen. That was the length and the amount of time that uh, Derek Chauvin needed to uh, uh, kill or to lynch uh, uh, George Floyd. Plain and simple on that uh, uh part of the uh, uh testimony. Now let's see if I can locate that um uh part of the uh, uh his uh him testifying uh, to that fact and uh we'll get that played up but it says that here that um uh Last year, our model fired Chauvin and three other officers involved in Floyd's death, which he said was murder. Now you're hearing that come out of their own commanders, their own boss's mouth. He is straight out saying what what happened to them was nothing uh, but murder. And then the uh, Dr. Bradford uh, Wilkerson uh, Linderfield said uh, uh, he treated a non-responsive Floyd in the Hamilton County uh, Medical Center emergency room for about a half an hour following, uh, Chavez, uh, brutality as he and the hospital staff unsuccessfully tried to, uh, restart his heart. And let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that they worked on him for like 35 minutes too in the, uh, in the ambulance. So this was a total hour of them trying to, uh, resuscitate this man. Once, uh, um, EMS was, uh, uh, was ineffective in successfully trying to resuscitate him. Once they got it to the hospital, they took another 30 minutes, which to me was just them. I believe in my, in my opinion, was following um, hospital protocols. Because we all know, if the brain—well, maybe y'all don't know—but if the brain is without oxygen for like more than, <coughs> excuse me, 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. It's pretty sure that uh, he's definitely brain dead. Even if you're able to start the heart again within that, uh, uh, after that amount of time, it's pretty sure that he's, he would have lived out whatever uh, the rest of his life he had as a, um, a vegetable. Now that's a medical um, a fact that you can look up, that how long the uh, brain can survive without oxygen before the oxygen and the uh, 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 electrical or electricity that's in the body uh, ceases to exist. Uh, Langenfield said, uh, uh, more likely responsible of Floyd's cardiac arrest was uh, uh, hypoxia or the lack of oxygen uh, while uh, defense attorneys attempted to get the uh, doctor to say that hypoxia in Floyd's case was caused by drugs such as fentanyl, um, methamphetamine, or a combination of both. While the doctors admitted substance uh, abuse could cause hypoxia, but, uh, he, uh, stuck to his guns, explaining at, at times in graphic detail that Chavez nearly was the cause of Floyd's death, which we all know. He did, goes on to say that the Minneapolis police inspector, uh, Katie Blackwall Whale, well, who uh, recently uh, served as the commander of the department training division, said officers are trained in uh, their medical unit about the dangers of uh, a positional asphyxia and the uh, need uh, to get someone on their side or sit up to recover. Officers are also taught to provide medical, atten- uh, medical help uh, to suspects. Now, looking at the photo of uh, Chavez uh, on Floyd's neck, Blackwell testified that it was not in line with the partimental training, which we thank God it ain't, you know, but they get this training from somewhere else. I'm going to explain that in another episode where I tell you about the uh, uh, racism in the uh, 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 law enforcement department and that's actually a part of their job I know you may find that strange but when I do that episode I'm going to explain that uh, that explanation and that theory behind that Um, uh, now it goes on to say that uh, they train using a one arm or two arm neck restraint I don't know what kind of uh, uh, improvised position that is she said it's not what we train. Now, I found that uh, video footage. Let's go to that footage so you can hear exactly what these three individuals had to say. your review of all of the information
1: that you just mentioned, um, do you believe that the defendant followed de- um, departmental policy 5-304 regarding de-escalation? I absolutely do not agree
0: with that. You absolutely do not. And this is the Minneapolis police chief, just so you guys know.
1: A trained Minneapolis Police Department defensive tactics technique. It is not. Well, we read the uh, departmental policy on neck restraints. Is this
2: a neck restraint? Um, the conscious neck restraint by policy mentions light to moderate pressure. When I look at Exhibit 17 um, and when I look at expression of Mr. Floyd, that does not appear in any way, shape, or form that that is like to moderate pressure. So
1: is it your belief then
2: that this particular um,
1: form of restraint, if that's what you, if that's what we'll call it, uh, uh, in fact, violates departmental policy? I absolutely agree that violates our policy. Are you aware? Now that the defendant maintained this position on George Floyd for 9 minutes and 29 seconds. I am aware of that. I believe you testified that force has to be reasonable when it's applied at the beginning and through the entire encounter. Is that right? That is correct. Is what you see in Exhibit 17, in your opinion, within police departmental policy 5-300 authorizing the use of reasonable force
2: it is not and why not that is that is uh it has to be objectively reasonable we have to take into account uh the circumstances information the threat to the officer the threat to others um and we um the severity of that, uh, so that is not uh, part of our policy, that is not what we teach. to apply that level of force to a person proned out, handcuffed behind their back, um, that, that in no way, shape, or form is anything that uh, um, is by policy. It's not part of our training, and it is certainly not part of our ethics or our values.
3: I read a commentary that suggested that Policing itself is on trial here, uh, but the chief is saying no, uh, emphasizing how many police policies Chauvin broke, according to
0: uh, to his point of view. Uh, there is a yes, difference between violating policies and knowingly committing a crime, and that's what Shan was just talking
4: about. Well, first of all, I hope every police uh, officer. Every police chief and every police commissioner in the country watches this police chief. This is the professionalism that people have been begging for for 20 or 30 years, at least of my career. Uh, he had, he showed an understanding of this balance between trying to you know keep order, but also trying to keep the trust and respect of a community.
0: You heard him. I agree. Now that's one of the few things during this trial that uh, someone has said uh, a positive about the police that I believe about this particular chief. Now I'm not going to say that he's like this all the time, but he is speaking the truth when it's coming to this particular uh, case and this particular former police officer. Now, and, and I hope like he said that all the other um Uh, uh, law enforcement officers uh, throughout the divided snakes of America that they are watching and paying attention to this and we know that we got a lot of them out there that ain't going to agree with this but all the uh, officers so far that we see that has been involved um, in this trial they have uh, thrown um, David Chavez under the bus like they supposed to You know, and we know they're supposed to do this all the time when these officers are breaking the law. It just it just doesn't happen all the time. But in this particular case, it did happen. And uh, uh, and that uh, commentator is exactly right uh, with what he said. in agreement with that ladies and gentlemen 100% agreement with that now with that being said and and that was some very compelling uh, uh, testimony against uh, uh, Derek uh, Chauvin and the uh, prosecution is doing a, a good job with these witnesses that they are providing and with their defense now some say it could be better and I agree but I I will say this, uh, a a child should be able to, uh, uh, prosecute this case and, uh, come out a winner and come out with a guilty verdict for what happened to, uh, George Floyd, in my opinion, in my opinion. So yeah, they doing a good job. Could they do a better job? Yeah, they could, you know, could they tear down the defenses, um, a defense a little bit better? Yeah, they probably could. But like I say, to me, to me, it's a slam dunk. That doesn't mean it's going to go that way because that's how I feel. Because we've seen all too many times how uh, corrupt uh, officers, corrupt uh, um, um, state sanctioned murderers, uh, uh, which is law enforcement, has gotten away with uh, these types of crimes in the past. You know, so with all that being said, yeah, they this should not happen in this case with this corrupt officer, and and with the powerful testimony that uh, the uh, the prosecution has been putting up. Now let's hear from this doctor uh, um, and and see exactly what what he has to say. Langerfield, I believe, is his name. Now, with him saying that, let me, let me just make a point, and, I, and then I'll I, I try not to interrupt the doctor again. But uh, he said at this point it had been 60 minutes. And he's counting the, um, the 30 minutes while he was uh, with the uh, emergency medical technicians in the ambulance and the uh, 30 minutes that him and his medical team at the hospital uh, worked on uh, George Floyd as well. But let's not forget this one main fact. Uh, when the, uh, uh, we watched him pass away before the ambulance had even arrived. When they arrived, did you heard the uh, uh, emergency medical technician say, uh, when I arrived, I was looking at a dead man. When I checked him for a pulse, a pulse, he didn't have one. And we got to remember when he checked for this, uh, cardiac, um, pulse in the neck that, uh, 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 David Chavez was still on it with his knee. When he tried to make the first initial contact, uh, checking his artery for a pulse. So it was well over an hour, ladies and gentlemen, before they finally, uh, uh, Gave a time of death. I just wanted y'all to keep that in mind and let y'all know that he, you know, uh, I don't know. You could make, you know, he's saying that uh, 60 minutes, Cause, I, in my opinion, it was more like 65 or 70 between the last words that, um, uh, George Floyd said and the, uh, the time of death that the uh, uh, um, doctor put on him uh, after a failed attempt to resuscitate him.
5: was hypoxia loss or deprivation of oxygen and colloquially what is that asphyxia asphyxiation we have a link here through the testimony now kate that suggests that the person who ultimately declared george floyd death and tried to save his life in the er had was with eliminating possibilities based on what the paramedics did not tell him a very telling moment was the idea of hey if drugs had been an issue if overdosing had been suspected if the person's behavior indicated that that was a possibility wouldn't the paramedics have said that in his experience yes, they often offer that information the absence of that information allowed him to eliminate a number of possibilities and say with quite clear clearly there that he believed that the most the most dead on possibility forgive the pun The most appropriate possibility that caused that cardiac arrest here was the loss of oxygen. You were discussing hypoxia
6: kind of being consistent with asphyxiation, right? Correct. Hypoxia is the lack of oxygen to the brain, correct? Correct. And um, there are many things that cause hypoxia that would still be considered asphyxiation. Agreed? Correct. Drug use, certain drugs, can cause hypoxia. Agreed. Yes. Specifically fentanyl? That's correct. How about methamphetamine? It can. Combination of the two? Yes.
5: Well, this is actually, they're actually trying to mount a better defense we've seen them be able to do so in the last week. They're trying to suggest that fentanyl can also mimic the same things that George Floyd was experiencing. Shortness of breath, the failure of the respiratory system. In fact, the ER doctor has been able to, to say that fentanyl can also lead to asphyxia. Drug use can also lead to asphyxia because it can also mimic that feeling of not being able to breathe. And it's why it's so dangerous. They also got him to talk about, and, and he's very matter of fact in his presentation, you don't get the idea that he's having to be, having the the teeth pulled to get the information out. He's being very forthright about that and being very objective in his presentation of evidence which petruses his credibility for a jury. (coughs) powerful testimony now from somebody again. No agenda was the person to declare (coughs) saying that yes, fentanyl could be one of the things that mimics the same sort of shortness of breath. Now whether that's going to be able to blow out of the water, what Minnesota law requires, which is it doesn't have to be the sole cause of death. It must be a substantial causal factor of death. There can be
0: absolutely there can be many but we know that it was a direct result though from uh, uh, Derek Chauvin's uh, uh, knee on the neck regardless of how many ways that uh, that uh, uh, epoxy uh, uh, aphyxia can happen um, in this case it it, it is uh, definitely A direct result from the actions of uh, Derek Chauvin with his uh, excessive force to uh, George Floyd's neck. Now let's hear this uh, uh, this uh, uh, police instructor uh, talking about uh, uh, Chauvin's kneeling uh, is uh, not a a trained uh, restraint by. Their police training and their uh, police policies, which we know is already true. But, like I say, the uh, uh, prosecution is definitely trying to dig a very deep hole for uh, that. Chauvez will never be, uh, Chauvez defense team will never be able to get him out of. I'm just, I mean, it is what it is.
3: Chauvin, many of them officers. If you don't have a pulse on a person, uh, you'll immediately start CPR. Just because they're speaking doesn't mean they're breathing adequately. But week two of testimony has largely focused on training. Police Lieutenant Johnny Mercil is a use of force instructor with the training division at the Minneapolis Police Department. Sir, is this an MPD trained neck restraint? No, sir. Priscilla admitted, though, there are scenarios where a knee on the neck does happen in times of aggressive resistance, but... For example, uh, the subject was under control and handcuffed. Would this be authorized? I would say no. The defense for Derek Chauvin, pushing the lieutenant to their central argument. I didn't agree, died largely from drugs and his medical history, asking about drugs and adrenaline, which the lieutenant said can speed up the process of going unconscious from a neck restraint. The higher your blood rate, your uh, respiration
6: and and, heart rate is generally the faster a neck restraint affects somebody. And how long, based on your training and experience, does it typically take to render a person unconscious using a neck restraint? Uh, my experience is uh, under 10 seconds. Under 10 seconds? Yes, sir. The
3: lieutenant is among multiple senior-level officers at the Minneapolis Police Department to testify in recent days, and the second to testify Tuesday on topics ranging from use of force to crisis intervention. Sergeant Kerr Yang is the coordinator for crisis intervention training at the Minneapolis Police Department. When we talk about fast-evolving situations, I know that
6: there they do exist, they do happen. But a lot of the time, we converse of that is that a lot of the time we have the time to slow things down and reevaluate, reassess, and re- um, go through this model. The court
3: Tuesday also focused on Chauvin's exact knee placement, which the defense argued was more on
6: Floyd's back at points. Does this appear to be a prone uh, hold that some an officer may apply with his knee?
3: While prosecutors argue the exact placement matters less than what they argue it led to, especially since Floyd was already under control. You talked about the
1: prone position in and of itself being something that can lead to uh, positional asphyxia, is that right? Yes, sir. Would that risk be increased
3: by the addition of body weight? Yes. What is that? What is- and later in the day, the defense returned to one of their central arguments, that a loud crowd was a
6: distraction for Chauvin. Does it make it more difficult to uh, assess a patient? It does. Does it make it more likely that you may miss signs that a patient is experiencing something? Yes. And so the, the distraction uh, can actually harm the potential care of the, st- of the patient? Yes.
3: actually wants to call that officer, Nicole McKenzie, back as one of their witnesses, likely to drill down on the influence of a crowd and more. The final witness call today was a sergeant from the Los Angeles Police Department who is testifying as a use of force expert. Things ended pretty abruptly in the middle of his testimony after a sidebar discussion, so that's where we're gonna pick things back up tomorrow morning when court gets back in session. But now that we've seen the current Minneapolis police chief testify, which he did yesterday, one of the more high-profile witnesses to watch In the future is going to be when the Hennepin County medical examiner takes a stand to, of course, testify on that central question here. What was George Floyd's
0: actual cause of death? Now, with all that being said, day seven of the trial is going on right now as we speak. So I'll be giving you the updates on that uh, tomorrow so we can uh, continue this uh, coverage and this update on the... uh, murder trial of uh, Derek Chauvin, so I want y'all to stay tuned to this station for uh, what's going on uh, and and get further uh, updates that aren't watered down, that aren't uh, full of sugar and frosting and mayonnaise, where you can get the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God here at chilling with Teddy G. Now they had some, um, uh, some moments that really stood out in, uh, Derek, uh, uh, Chauvin's trial. And I would like to, for y'all to, uh, hear that. And then, uh, we'll bring this, uh, episode to a close, but let's go to that, uh, a segment where we got these, uh, standout moments in the trial. So you guys can hear the, uh, the, uh, real, uh, nuts and grapes of, uh, Yesterday's trial. Uh, the first uh, five days of, of the former Minneapolis police officer uh, David Chauvin's trial included new witnesses, testimony, and videos. goes on to say here that Chauvin is charged with a second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. And as you know, Derek Chauvin has uh, pleaded uh, not guilty to uh, all of the charges. Monday. Prosecutors corrected the length of time the former uh, officer, Derek Chauvin, knelt on George Floyd's neck to uh, 9 minutes and 29 seconds.
6: The most important numbers you were hear in this trial at 9 to 9. What happened in those 9 minutes and 29 seconds when Mr. Derek Chauvin was applying this excessive force to the body of Mr. George Floyd?
0: Witness described the uh, calling 911 after uh, be, uh, becoming concerned by the officer's use of force and the lack of medical uh, assistance. Correct. Did uh, call the police on the police? And why did you do that? Because uh, I believe I witnessed a murder. Young witnesses, including a teen and a nine-year-old shared feelings of fear, horror, and guilt in the uh, emotional testimonies.
5: It's been night I stayed up apologizing and, and apologizing
6: to George Floyd for not doing more.
0: A elderly uh, a witness breaks down on the stand after uh, watching the graphic footage of Floyd's arrest. But I say Floyd's modern-day lynching. They use the word arrest. But please explain to me how can you arrest a dead man? George Floyd's girlfriend reveals the uh, couple's struggle with their opioid uh, addiction. It's a classic story of uh, how many people get addicted to opioids. We got addicted and and tried really hard to uh, break that addiction
5: many times.
0: The jury saw a new video from David Chavez's body cam uh, capturing part of his cell phone with his supervisor.
6: Yeah, I was just uh, gonna call you and have you come out to our uh, scene here. Um, Not really, but we just had to, had to hold the guy down. He was uh, was uh, uh, going crazy, wouldn't go, in, uh, the moment. wouldn't go in the back of the, uh, the squad.
0: Now, what you heard there was uh, Derek Chauvin lying to his uh, supervisor on exactly what happened when he was reporting the uh, incident. Now, Chavez's former supervisor testifies the use of force should have uh, stopped earlier.
6: resistance to the officers that could have been to the restraint. And that was after
1: he was handcuffed and on the ground and no longer resistant. Correct.
0: Minneapolis police department, most senior officer testified that the actions uh, like those used on Floyd are not part of police department training.
2: On the neck for that amount of uh, that amount of time. It's just um, uncalled for. Um, it, I saw no reason why the officers felt they were in danger, if that's what they felt, um, and that's what they would have to feel to be able to use
0: that kind of force. Well, those are the highlights, ladies and gentlemen, from the uh, first week uh of the uh, trial so we're going to stay on top of the story as i told y'all uh we will do so uh again like i tell y'all at the end of every show y'all please continue to do your social distancing please continue to wear your outer gear please continue to wash your hands for 20 seconds or more because this virus and its variances is not over causing all of the harm and death that it can cause so let's keep on our toes let's keep our immune system healthy and strong Now with all that being said, I want to tell you guys I love you, and loving you guys is my food, and Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life, and until I have the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you, peace, love, and soul.